0: I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if this is your first time here, it's really great to have you on board. I really hope that you like today's episode. And I think you will because I've got a fantastic guest episode today. I always love getting guest experts in because they give a great new perspective on all sorts of things, don't they? Now today, I couldn't be more delighted because I get to introduce you to somebody who is both a friend and a business expert. It's Penny Fox, and Penny's joining me to talk all about creativity in business. Now, I've known Penny for a long time, at least 10 years, and Penny's been running her own businesses since 1999. So she understands the daily struggle of what it's like trying to grow a business while still finding time to do to do other things, you know, to have a bit of a life and to look after your family and things like that. In 2019, she actually developed something called the Create Your Business Hybrid Subscription Box Program. So this basically is. It's available either as a physical box that gets delivered to your house if you're in the US, because Penny's from the US, or you can get an online version of this no matter where you are in the world. And it's a little bit like self-coaching every month so that you'll get an interactive workbook sent to you, or you'll get the creative tools show up at your doorstep that are going to help you to, to develop your marketing messages so that you can reach more customers online. Not only that, she's just published a book called I Just Did a Thing, which looks at creating change in your business and your life. The Create Your Business programmes could be found at createyourbiz.net and the book I Just Did a Thing could be found there as well or ordered on Amazon and I'll share those details in the show notes below. So in today's call, we're going to be exploring the benefits of creativity in business. So really, we're going to be looking at the first thing, what to do if you don't think that you're creative. We're going to be looking at how you can use creativity in your marketing and also something that I hear people often talk about, how to find your voice when it comes to marketing. So let's get started. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Penny, hey, it's really, really great to have you here. Now, Penny and I have known each other like for so long. I think that I knew you when I had my business before this before this business, which was self care for people pleasers, and that was like ages ago. And it, it's just a bit of a testament, really, that we sometimes hear about the negatives of so- social media, but you can actually meet people and become actual friends with them, can't you? So we've known each other for ages. So it's absolutely brilliant that you're here. You're so knowledgeable about so many things. Obviously today we're talking about creativity and I've got a copy of your book here. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about your book? Because I've, I've got it and I think, I think it's fantastic.
1: Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. I know it has been forever that we've known each other. I think our kids were little when we met.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think
1: it's been that long. Yeah. Mine are 24,
0: 25 and 20, no, 24
1: and 25 now. Mine's going to be 18 now. (laughs) Thank right. oh, God. Go. Good Lord. I know. So, goodness <laughs> I've known each other quite some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the, the book is called I Just Did a Thing. It's a creative approach to pivoting and what I recall, I call designing revolutionary changes in your life and business. My thought behind this book was I always felt that there was a different way for people to go through a pivot, a change in their life or their business. And this actually stemmed from some work that I've started. I've actually started doing this work in 2018. I was working um, one-on-one with some clients and helping them understand that as business owners, that as people who are marketing themselves online, that we tend to spend a lot of time focusing on the left side of our brain, the analytical part, especially as business owners, because we think about what do I have to do today? the accounting that needs to get done, the marketing plan that needs to get done. And all of this happens to function in the left side of our brain. And so one of the things that I worked on with my clients is to help them understand that if they spend some time in the right side of their brain, the right side is that part of the brain that opens up the creativity, opens up, um, you know, different parts of our emotions. That, that is a whole part of the brain. I'm not going to get all scientific with the big words and all of that type of stuff with you. But I tried to I tried to share with them that if they just spend some time in the right side of their brain, that this will help them build their business. And I tried to show them that there's a creative way to do this. And so where the book comes in is it actually goes through the whole process of explaining to them the science behind why this works, what's going on in our heads, what's going on um, with us in our bodies. Um, Our bodies are also indicative to what's going on, how, how we run our businesses and how we, you know, change our life and everything like that. So what I did with the book was I explained, this is what's going on in your brain. This is why it happens. And if you can understand why it's happening, then you can very easily take this information and figure out a way to pivot it. My thought process has always been the majority of the things that we're doing as business owners and and as counselors and, and all of those things that you're doing in your life is learn behavior. So if I learned how to do this. I can learn how to do something else. Yeah. I can unlearn those bad habits that I have and I can relearn a different way. And so basically the book is teaching you how to reprogram your brain and your body into doing something different and to help you use creativity to make that change and shift and pivot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, what I like about the book is it's got all these little um, exercises that can just really help you to, I don't know, get back in touch with that creative side that we, we do, we lose. I mean, I remember I was watching something they were saying, a child, if you give it a pen and some paper, it'd be quite happy to sit and doodle. But as adults, we sort of feel we have to have a purpose to do something rather than just play. And I think as adults, it's about getting back into that, that sort of, you know, that inner child, I I suppose as counselors, we talk about inner child, but I think that, you know, these exercises are just such simple ways to, to really reconnect with that
1: part of us. Right. And the exercises um, don't require anything, sometimes except a pen and paper or for (laughs) you to hop onto your laptop and pull up a Google doc or something like that. You don't have to buy any kind of supplies. You don't have to go out and do anything. But what it allows you to do is it gives you those prompts to tap into that right side yeah. and that part of you that starts thinking about things differently and it, and it helps you to move past that left of, here's my list, there's my to-do list. I'm gonna cross this off. I'm gonna cross this off. I'm gonna cross this off. But what if I actually spent some time thinking about and daydreaming and moving into that moment of what if, what if this happened? What if that happened? And those are those moments that I talk about where the creativity comes in to allow you to make this pivot and this change. Because a lot of times when we only get so stuck in that left side of our brain, we don't allow these insights to come to us. But when this insight comes to us, and it may just be something that's just like, oh, I don't know about that. And I always say, let the big ideas come. Yeah. Let those big ideas come because there's a really good chance that out of that big idea, there may be a little piece of it that's like, well, you know what? That is a good idea. What could I do to expand upon that little idea? But that little idea would never have come if you would not have allowed for the big, crazy, wild, out-of-the-box ideas to have come to you.
0: I mean, have you ever done that? I'm sure you have. I know you have. That um, perfect day exercise where you kind of go through, um, I do this with the members, where you go through what would be a perfect day and you go through what would it be like to wake up? What would be like yeah. in the room? What would you see out of the window? And you go through the whole day and, you know, you could get caught in, oh, well, that'll never happen to me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But just by doing that, it opens your mind up enough to see the possibility and that can then inspire you to. So if you think to yourself, I want to wake up in a, a room that's like, you know, pink or white or whatever, you can actually go ahead and change your room, you know, there's nothing to stop here. And these things are so powerful. You know, they're really, really powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: Very similar to those exercises that we do, you know, those end of the year reviews, and we're going to plan our goals for next year. And usually there's a question there that I'll say, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? And most of us are like, uh, you know, whatever, I'm just trying to get through the end of this year. I hope that my business grows in you know 2022. Let me figure that out. I don't want to talk about five years or 10 years, but if you do spend that time, which I call a productive daydream, when you do get into that mindset and that opens up that right side of that brain where you start thinking, I want to live here. I want to make this amount of money. I want to be here. I want to drive this car. I want to have my you know kitchen redone or whatever it is, the thing that you're looking that you want to do it becomes this moment of opening up to what the possibilities can be yeah. and whether you really think they're going to happen or not that possibility now gets into your head and then then you start moving down this path of mm, what could i do to make this happen what could i do to make this happen which then allows us to really start to plan to live our life to have that more than just the perfect day but to have the business that we're dreaming about or the life that we're looking forward to or- just the kitchen that we really wanted or whatever it is.
0: Absolutely. And I think, um, sorry guys for saying this, but I think as women, and I I know guys do this as well, but I think predominantly as women, we are very good at putting the needs of other people first. We're very good at putting the needs of our kids. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's, you know, there's a limit there as well. And often we're brought up to, we're praised for constantly putting people's mm-hmm. needs first. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes these exercises remind us that it's okay to want something for you. It's okay to have have plans and dreams and have things to be passionate about. And yes. by just allowing ourselves to think about it, I suppose it's that creativity, isn't it, of allowing yourself to, mm-hmm. I love that what did you say productive daydream was it
1: that yeah yeah, exactly what I called it. yeah
0: I absolutely I love that because a lot could actually come from that Hmm. yeah yeah so what we're here to talk with we're having a little chat really what we're here to talk about is creativity because you are such a creative person. Now, I don't know if you're any good at painting or anything, but I think the creativity that we're talking about is kind of a slightly different kind of creativity, isn't, isn't it? It's kind of a it's kind of an earth looking at things outside of the box. So yeah. I, I think the first thing I, I'd, I'd like to ask you is, what would you say to people who think they're not creative? Because very po- very often I'll sort of, you know, ask Pete, you know, talk about things. I say, it's great to be at, I find marketing a really creative activity. Mm-hmm. I love the creativity that's in there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people will say, well, I'm not creative. So what would you say to somebody who said that?
1: I actually get that all the time. Yeah. I get met people messaging me saying all the time, well, I love the work that you're doing, but I'm just not creative. I just can't do this. And then I always tell them, look, creativity is not something that paid artists have the rights to. We are all born creative, you know, very similar to what you were talking about, you know, about the, the pen and the paper and the doodling and all of that kind of stuff. Because um, we as adults, as children, you know, we were given it. And, and and in the book, I actually give this example. As children, we've all had an experience where something got delivered to the house in a great big box. And maybe it was a refrigerator or TV and our parents were hooking it up and getting ready. But we looked at that box and we thought, castle, car. What could I do with that box? And we took the box outside or we took it into the garage or we moved it into the living room. And we spent hours and hours in our imagination. And nobody had to tell us, here, take the markers, go into another room with the box. We just knew what we wanted to do. We, and we immediately knew this is what I'm doing with this box. It's mine now. Yeah. And it's an adult. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it brings to mind a memory I've got of
0: my son, and we'd got we'd had something. I'd had a, cu- a small couch delivered, so we'd got a small couch delivered. So it was a big box, and there was this massive box. They turned it into a Tardis. It was it was <laughs> fantastic, and I love that. One of them even slept in the box that night. They were so into it, so I just put a sleeping bag in, and it was like, and I was like. Am I a good woman if I let them? Am I a bad woman if I let them? But they, yeah. one of them slept in it that night. But That's it's great. true, isn't it? We kind of, it's,
1: true. it's just a part of us. We were born with this ability to use our imagination. And as adults, somehow we get moved into this process. And I think, and I keep saying that, and, and I keep repeating it over and over again, where we start to think that we have to function in the left side of our brain. We have to do this to-do list. We've got all these things to do. We've got to take care of this. We've got to make dinner. We've got to do the laundry. we got this, this, this. And we move ourselves past that. So people will come to me and they say, well, I'm just not creative. I always tell them this. Creativity is just looking at something and looking at it differently. You know, we can. I can use different examples. Um, and I always use it. This is one of my favorite examples. When you think, look, you look at a piece of art. If you compare the difference between Van Gogh and Monet, It's completely different pieces of art. But if you really get down to it, it's a canvas and there's color on it. And somebody took a paintbrush. That's all it really is. But what made it a unique piece of art was the way that the colors were used, the way that the artist used his brush. So it's just about taking something and looking at it differently. And so there are things that we're doing in our life right now that can be considered creative. Gardening. Cooking especially if you're into new recipes and you're always wanting to try something, that is looking at something differently. Um, Wanting to decorate your downstairs bathroom or you know, for people around the holidays and how they get all with the lights and the stuff outside, that's being creative. Anything that you're doing and you're looking at it differently is your ability to do something creative. Um, It could be something even as simple. And this is what I do all the time. I take my dog for a walk. I look for new places to take my dog for a walk because the new visuals will stimulate that right side of my brain so this is a new house this is a new tree this is a new street look at this and it'll make my 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 brain move into a different place as opposed to the same thing over and over and over again which i refer to as autopilot and the thing about what creativity does for us is we function off of two different ways the first thing that we do is we automatically go into autopilot we always go to the same thing that we've always done the same the same seat, the same this, the same pen, the same, you know, whatever it is that we do all the time, or we can find a way to disrupt the pattern. And when we find a way to disrupt the pattern, and that would be like like my example of walking in a different neighborhood, um, going to a different coffee place, uh, you know, uh, going out to a different place for lunch, that's disrupting the pattern. And anytime you have the opportunity to disrupt the pattern like that, making a new recipe just um, dis- deciding that this year for the garden, we're going to do stones. It disrupts the pattern. And that's that moment when we tap into our creativity. So being creative has nothing to do with being a paid artist and somebody who paints beautiful pictures. Yeah. We all have the ability to be creative. We were once as kids and we can do it again as adults. Yeah. yeah. it's 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 so true, isn't
0: it? It's that I know that obviously well in lockdown I wasn't able to take my dog out for walks to different places and it just got so boring like you say it was the same streets well, you could try and vary it but there's only so far that you can go when mm-hmm. you're not really allowed to go out in the car and it just got so boring and then when I was able to just take her out, and it's not that like I'm saying I'm going to some national park somewhere but mm-hmm. just to somewhere a little bit different it was wonderful. And she'd get out the car and a tailor would be up and wagging. And she was like, oh, no, 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 thank you. Yes. And it's like that for us. Our little brains then can sort of go, yes. wow, well, this is new. And it makes you think about things and your brain can just sort of kind of drift off a little bit. You're seeing things yes. and it's, it, you're making connections, I
1: guess, with, you know, with all sorts of things. It puts you in the state of the productive daydream. Yeah. It yeah. really does. And it could be even, like I said, if you're cooking, if you're making a new recipe and you're sitting there at the pot stirring, you become in that motion of productive daydreaming. Yeah, yeah. It's very healthy for our brains, actually, yeah. to spend more time into that that space. Yeah, we should all do it more. Mm-hmm. We should.
0: So obviously we're here with from the point of view of mm-hmm. marketing our practices, marketing our businesses. So... So I wonder if we could think about, you know, how this creativity, I can't say, how this creativity might show up in the way that we do our marketing.
1: Great. Obviously, clear creativity can come across as the copy that you write, the images that you produce, that's going to go with your social media posts, the blog post topics that you could use. You could really be, you know, try to do something creative from that perspective. Those are just, I think, the obvious ones. But if you want to dig deeper, you know, doing those those exercises that are in the book. What I always advise people to do is before you do some sort of creative exercise like that or doing something like taking your dog for a walk, have a thought in your head. And the thought could be, I would like to write a blog post about how women are caretakers, but I would like to do it from a different point of view. So if you get the question in your head, And then you proceed to go about your walk, go about your recipe, go about the creative exercise. What's happening is now, instead of thinking, what is the blog topic? What's that blog topic? How am I going to write that blog? You now are living in this right space, the right brain space. And I can assure you the way that your brain functions and the science behind it, you will start to come up with something absolutely creative and deep down that you're like, I could go to this, I could do this. And then. And then it it ends up to what I call this point, this gets connected to this, this gets connected to this. And then maybe when you started on your walk, you were just thinking, how can I talk to women who are caregivers and take it from a different angle? But by the time you get done with that walk and you've allowed yourself to process, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. Now I'm talking about women who are caretakers who are also having to take care of their parents as well. So now we're talking about women who are at that age that are stuck in the middle of kids and parents What's it like to take care of ourselves? Maybe it's not we're caretaking everybody else. What what should we do to take care of ourselves? So then the blog topic becomes the top 10 things you could do to take care of yourself if you're also taking care of kids and you're also taking care of a senior parent. And so I went from one place to the next because my mind allowed me to jump and jump and jump and jump. So being creative in our marketing is, yes, you know, copy that we write for social posts and the great little images that we produce. But I think when you can spend some time in that, it can allow you to go deeper and to create something, as I said, with creativity, looking at something differently.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's so true. I mean, I do this. I'll have an idea for, I'll, I'll sort of, you know, I'll brainstorm topics for things to talk about here on the podcast or, you know, whatever or, or, or like workshops for the group. And I'll have an idea. And I don't sit and do something with it necessarily straight away. I might do a bit of a brainstorm. But then what I'll do is exactly what you're saying. I'll take the dog out somewhere. Or I have a lot of ideas, even just in the car when I'm driving. I have Mm -hmm. loads of ideas then. But what happens for me is I start thinking about stories and I start thinking about even stories that are actually not necessarily like obviously connected to what I want to talk about but Mm -hmm. there's those there are those sort of links and I always say to people when you start blogging because obviously I'm I'm big on blogging when you start blogging when you first start blogging you might struggle to think about things to write about Mm -hmm. but if you give yourself time and a little bit of space around it your brain will and I've had these times when I've woken up in the morning or in the middle of the night and thought (gasps) oh And I've had to write it down quickly. Yeah. And that's what happens. It kind of sparks off your creativity mm-hmm. just by the fact that you do something creative. It, it, it's kind of a chain reaction, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: I call them insights. Uh-huh. Aha moments and insights. And I guarantee you that. And the more you spend time in this creative space, the quicker they come. Yeah, Because we have retrained our brain. We find a way to reprogram our brain um, because our brains are set up with programs. You know, I like to look at us as like a great big, huge computer. Each part of our brain is, you know, this is the part of our brain that makes sure that there's danger. This is a part of our brain that makes sure things are happy. These are that part of our brain. But there's parts of our brain that have been, they say it started at about the age of 30, 35, where we've pretty much entrenched who we are and, and what we're doing. But just because it's in our brain and we can say, well, this is who I am and this is how I am. This is one of the biggest things I always say, well, this is my personality and who I am. And I always say back to people, that's not your personality. Your personality is a series of actions and behaviors that you have just accumulated over the years as a response to something. That's not your personality. Those are things that you do. And if those things happened, you can, you know, just the way that they came about, you can also undo them. You can also unlearn them. Yeah. So the more that you spend time in this creative space, the easier it gets because now your brain's like, oh, we're doing the creative thing again. I've had an idea. Here we go. Let's go. Let's start. Let's start. I love yeah. doing this. Excited about doing this. And your brain gets all excited and your body gets, you know, you start to feeling, um, you, you probably feel it too. Those moments where you're like, oh my God, that was so great idea. That was so much, you know, or that was so fun. And then boop, it comes up. Yeah. That's yeah. about how it works. I can't, there's scientific words behind it but the boop it worked (laughs) you know that's That's all you need to know yeah that's all you need to know
0: you don't you don't necessarily need to know why I mean we don't need to know why anything I don't know I don't know how the tv works I just know that it does you know I just know that if I I turn it on I've got I've got a tv there so I did don't don't really need to know why it happens all that I'm interested in is the fact that this works it makes marketing more fun yes it makes marketing easier it makes Mm -hmm. connection happen more easier and it's more real Mm -hmm. but I I think for me yeah I think that having that sort of out of the box thinking and that that creativity is what makes marketing fun for me if I didn't like it if it was boring I wouldn't do it you know there's a reason that I'm not like an accountant or something no offense to any accountants listening, but, friend, but there's a yeah. <laughs> but there's a I reason. Went to.
1: <laughs> but there's and a I reason. I not do it either.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it just is not my is not my thing. So, yeah, it's it does make marketing for me a lot more fun and a lot more interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, so if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, right, well, that sounds great, and they might be thinking, right, well, I was always very creative when i was young and i can see how my creativity has maybe got lost a little bit and i'd like to do a little bit more to help me to be more creative what's what would you
1: suggest to them they're looking to be more creative um what is it that they like to do what is something that they like to do and again you know it 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 has nothing to do with having a paintbrush in your hand but if that's something you like to do by all means you know find time to do it because that's the one thing that I have noticed, you know, I've been doing this, like I said, I've been doing this since 2018. I'll have people tell me, oh my God, I love scrapbooking or I I love painting or I love gardening. And I said, when's the last time you've done it? Gosh, let me think back. (laughs) Three, four years, maybe. So true. And, And I, sorry. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I no, was well, just going to say, during the lockdown here in the UK, we've got something called Grace and Perry. He's a very famous artist, and he's a cross—he's a cross dresser, and he's is just this really, um, he's just fantastic. And he did this art program on the TV, and he got people. There, there was a theme every week, so the theme might be nature, or family, or the view from your window, and he got people to do something sort of arty around it so yes there were people that did painting and drawing but there was also people did modeling and all sorts of different things Mm -hmm. and what happened to me was I I've, I've always thought to myself I'd love to be a bit more arty but I just I can't paint I can't draw I'm absolutely rubbish at it you know no way I can do that and long story short I started looking into collaging you know where you cut out pictures And you stick them in things, you can make sort of stories out of it. And I thought Mm -hmm. and that was something for me that was a creative thing, but didn't involve me having to have a creative sort of, yeah, I couldn't draw. So, Mm -hmm. but what you're saying there is I'm saying about that. I haven't picked it up for ages now. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got it all sat there in a box. I haven't
1: picked it up. And I would, I would encourage you to do so. And I would also encourage you to write it down in your calendar. This Saturday afternoon, I'm going to block off time to do X, Y, and Z. And if gardening is my thing and I haven't done anything in my garden in years, and I'm going to, my first step is going to be, I'm going to go make a date with myself to go sit out in my garden with a piece of paper and a pen. And I would, and I'm going to do this amazing thing in my head with if money and time were no object, what would I do to my garden and just start listing things? I would do this, I would do this, I would do this, I would do this. And I imagine that there might be even, you know, because obviously money and time might might actually come into reality for you at a certain point. But there's probably a good five, six, maybe eight things on that list that you could figure out a way to do. And you, when you see that list and you're looking at it, you're gonna get excited. Yeah. So guess what next Saturday, I'm gonna do. Number one, I'm going to do number two. So the thing that I I tell people is just start slow. Don't just jump in and say, I'm blocking off my entire day on Sunday to be an artist. And I've never picked up a pencil or drawn anything in my life, but gosh, darn it, I'm going to do it. That's not how this works. Because if we don't ease ourselves into it, our brain's like, what is this? It's going to find every excuse and every reason not to do it. And you might do it the first time and the first time will be fun. But if you don't kind of put yourself into it, I always say there's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's only your way. If you could find a way to put yourself into this and to put this as a part of your week, not your day, because you don't have to do this every single day for it to be successful. But if you could find a time, even if it's 30 minutes in your week, to do something different, to find something creative, do a new recipe, walk in a new place with your dog. um, And when you're walking, say to yourself, I'm going to make sure that I can see five different colors of leaves on the trees. And that'll be my project for this time. And maybe the next time I find the different leaves, I might take one home. And maybe one of the leaves, I could end up, you know, making collages with the different leaves or something along like, and it we just kind of, everything's going to lead into and lead into. But that's the thing that I want to do. Because when you find something that you want to do, you will make the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Just like anything else that we do in our life. You want to watch that show, you're going to make sure that your butt is in that seat at that certain time and you're watching that show, especially if you wanted to watch it live. So if there's something we really want to do, we will find time to do it. It's a matter of making sure that what it is that we're going to do is something that lights us up. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we do
0: something that we might consider self-care, if we're not careful, self-care that can then become just something on the to-do list. So if you put yourself under pressure to do this, because I'm doing this with little air quotes, if this is classed (laughs) as self-care, there can be like an internal sort of self-sabotage of, God, it's just something else to do. So I think we have to come at it from the point of view of this is something I really want. And just listening to you, the thought of sitting in your garden and just having that space to just like go, just having that space to do that daydreaming just sounds like bliss. It sounds like bliss, <laughs> really
1: does. Yeah, and so that's creativity. So that is just as simple as that. It, yeah. You know, I think you know people people get so scared of the word creativity, and they really, really shouldn't.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, if you look at it from this perspective,
0: uh, another something else that people often get a little bit um, worried about is kind of being themselves and finding their own voice when yeah. doing marketing because I think it's really important to show up authentically and to use your own voice and people sometimes sort of I often have people say well I've, I've written a blog but it just sounds really starchy and I've, mm-hmm. you know it just doesn't sound and I think because as counsellors we try to we want to be and again I do this in air quotes we want to be like professional counsellors with a capital mm-hmm. P and a capital C and I think yeah. that could get in the way of authenticity I mean do you have any sort of any sort of tips about how you might find your own voice?
1: Yes. As a matter of fact, um, I've actually personally been blogging since um, 2009. So I've actually, I'm, I'm experiencing the blogging myself. And for about 10 years, I taught a blogging class. So <laughs> I'm really versed in that finding your voice. I think the biggest thing that I have found with finding your voice and one of the things that I've always shared with my clients when I teach the blogging class is it's not going to happen unless you keep writing. When I look back at the blog post that I wrote in 2009, I cringe. And I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. And then I look at the blog post that I'm writing right now in 2021. And I'm like, that sounds like so much like me. And and I've actually had somebody say to me one time, this was the biggest compliment. And she told me when I'm reading your blog post, I hear your voice in my head reading. That is a huge compliment to me because I know at that point that what's coming out of my mouth is now I'm coming out on a blog post. But that took years and it took writing over and over again. And I truly think to find our voice, it's going to take consistency. It's going to take frequency. And it's going to take the idea of being able to just write and allow it to go. There is something, what's it called, the artist's way yes. Um, yes, by Julie Cameron, where she talks about the morning pages. Morning pages are really, really good for people who are trying to find their authentic voice with blogging. Because what it does is it allows you just to write. You're not writing the blog post. You're not writing what's going on with my day. I'm not writing to my, my client about telling them, this is what you need to be doing. I'm not writing anything. What I'm just doing is I'm writing and I'm allowing what's going on in my brain to come out into my hand. And I'm hopefully your handwriting because it works a lot better when you can do that. But you could do it on a computer as well. But what's going on is it's just flowing and flowing and flowing. And the more you allow yourself the practice of writing over and over again, you are going to see phrases and words. And when they come out and when you read them back to yourself, and I always read things back to myself and I read it out loud. Yeah. When you too. read your yeah. own writing out loud and you hear yourself go, I don't talk like that. How do I talk? No, this is how I talk. I, I'm, I'm one of these people that say, you know, all right, folks, let's do this, folks. So in my blog post, there's a ca- occasionally you'll run across me say, okay, folks, this is what we're doing now. Because that's how I talk, you know? And so when I would read my own writing out loud and I'm saying, that's not my voice. What is my voice? My voice is, all right, folks, let's do this. So then I'll go back in and change my blog post to say, this is how I write. And so the more times you allow yourself that space to just let the thoughts flow and to practice the writing and then to read it out loud to yourself, you're gonna hear your voice starting to come out. And that is the biggest thing that I have learned that I've always, you know, shared with the people that I teach blogging with, and, and hopefully your counselors as well. It, it has a lot to do with just consistency in practicing and allowing your true thoughts to come out. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's a new skill. You know, mm-hmm. it takes time. It yeah. takes time to. And I'm the same as you. I mean, I probably started blogging similar time. Yeah, I started as a counselor in 2005, and. Back then, Facebook had just started. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it feels like such a long time ago. Yeah. And it, like you, you know, when I look back and I think, oh my God, those first blog posts were, <laughs> well, I haven't got them anymore, be, to be honest, because, you know, it's a long time ago, but they would have been very short. They would have been very, mm-hmm. me being a professional counsellor, what I thought yeah. a professional counsellor should say and sound like. Right. And the difference between that and the sort of thing that I do now is just. But it, it only totally comes with time and practice. It, there's, no, there's no shortcut for that, really. It has right. to come with time and practice, I think. hmm
1: I agree completely. Yeah. And I, and I also, and one of the big things that I learned too about blogging is when I first started, I thought for sure that if I just give you some surface information, you're going to look at that information and go, oh, wow. I wonder what it's like to work with her. She must know a lot. If she gives me all these stats and she gives me this surface information. And it wasn't until I started to go deep down and really say, this works like this. This is how you do this. These are some really good ideas to do this. That's when I really started to notice that my blogs started to get shared yeah, and started to get comments and started to get read upon. Because at that point, it was more than just me thinking my blog was just a way for people just to contact me and work with me. I was actually providing them value
0: yeah, and, and I'm that's,
1: providing them that moment of, ah, that's what that meant. Or yeah. that's how that's going to help
0: me. And that's, I'm, it's coming back to me that that's how I know you, because I used to follow you on, on, you know, on whatever. And you used to be a Pinterest, you still are a Pinterest, Pinterest mm-hmm. expert, but that's how I know you. Cause I was really, really mad keen on Pinterest and I downloaded a free copy of your system for doing Pinterest and it was practically a book. It was so in-depth. It was so fantastic that it just, I just thought, she knows everything. If I need help with Pinterest, I know that, that is the person to go to. And I did. I worked yeah. with you. You know, I i paid you my hard-earned yeah. money. <laughs> I paid you to come and work with you because I knew that you know, knew your stuff just from the fact that you shared. and. Yeah. That's the way that it works,
1: isn't it? Really, Mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the first places that people will find us are the blog posts. Yeah. That's a that's one of the first places. I cannot begin to tell you how many people that I have started following on social media and got their newsletters because I found their blog posts and I started reading. And then when I got to their that one blog post, then I started to dig in deeper and go, oh, what is this about? What is this about? What is this about? And that's, that's always been the first line of defense. And that's one of the reasons that I, you know, had a whole class on just about blogging yeah. because I would teach people that is one of the best ways that people are going to find you and they're going to learn who you are and how you can help them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love blogging. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's underutilized for counselors. Yeah. I don't think that counselors generally use it enough because it gives you such a oh it really helps you to stand out it really helps yeah. people to see that us as counsellors are warm lovely people rather than you know this sort of version of us that we think we have to be and I think that's um that's why I feel really passionate at the moment that's the thing I'm doing about I'm really passionate about helping mm-hmm. counsellors to learn about blogging because it is such a, a great thing to do and people sometimes there's so many things we could do and we get shiny object syndrome. Maybe I should do this and this and this. But blogging is, I suppose for some people, it's old fashioned now. Yeah. But I don't think it ever goes out of style. You know, mm-hmm. people will always read blogs and it does yeah. the work on your website that mm-hmm. gets the traffic yes, yeah. to the website. Anyway, I'm, t- I'm kind of digressing really, but. No, that's okay. <laughs> We can talk about everything. No, no, no. Well, we do though, don't we? That's what we it's what we do when we get together. Friends, I know, I know. <laughs> well, that that's fantastic, really. I mean, I think uh, hopefully anybody who thinks that they're not creative can kind of get a sense of the fact that it's not about drawing and it's not about being arty. It's about just allowing yourself like those allowing yourself a little space to kind of do that productive daydreaming or even unproductive, but productive daydreaming. And that kind of just gets all of those things in the brain firing and helps Mm -hmm. you to, Mm -hmm. and that in itself will then transfer over into creativity and your marketing. You start finding your own voice. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you start having people start seeing what you're writing and and you start... It makes a difference to your business. And I think it's yep. fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. So I just want to say to people, um, first of all, thank you very, very much for coming and talking to us. Anybody that's enjoyed this, go and connect with Penny. So just to let you know, Penny is P-E-N-N-E-Y. So there's an E at the end isn't that. There? No, there's a two, two ends in the middle. That's right. Penny Fox. What's the best way to connect with you?
1: I am extremely active on LinkedIn, at LinkedIn yeah. and Instagram. Those um, are my two favorite places um, where you can always find me on there. And of course, make sure you spell my name right. Because if you don't spell it with the extra E, you're not going to find me. But I'm the only Penny with two E's on both of those places.
0: Right. OK. P-E-N-N-E-Y. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'll put the details for that below. So anybody that wants to go connect to please go and say hi to Penny because she's very lovely and it's. So what you've got, you've got this book called I Just Did a Thing, The Creative Approach to Pivoting. It's got all of these exercises in it. Now, for anybody listening to this, what I'm, I've got it in my hand. It's not a big, chunky book. It's actually, it's more like a big, chunky workbook rather than a, a big, chunky book that you have to read. And this is like a, a really interesting and useful workbook with exercises in it and information So it's really quite a practical book, isn't it? Rather than something you just read.
1: Yeah. It was my goal to make it very small. I wanted you to get in, get the information, and and implement it. Yeah. I didn't want you to be sitting there for, you know, a couple of weeks trying to get through all of this stuff. I'm never going to get through this book. And then you put it down and you never get to the end. Yeah. It was my goal to keep it short. If you really wanted to, you could burn through this thing in a day. Yes. Yeah. And and do the, and do the exercises. And by the time you're done, you can figure out a way to implement that into yeah. your um, routine and, and what you're doing in your daily life.
0: Yeah. And you also do something. So anybody that would really like to get more into their creativity, you've got a subscription service, haven't you? Do you want to tell us just a little bit about that?
1: Yes. Actually, for people who are looking for some help with their content strategy and their marketing planning, I have a program which is called um, Create Your Business. And so what it is, um, especially for those of you who are overseas, for those of us in the States, you actually get a, a box that comes to your house. But for those of you who are overseas, I can you get an email once a month from me and you'll get a digital workbook from me. And what the digital workbook is, takes you on a process to understand who your clients are, um, who, what their pain points are, how to write your marketing messages, how to get out from behind your laptop and how to share your story online. So every single month it builds on each other. I don't even get to social media until uh, workbook five because I really think that there's so much that we need to do. And so each one of the workbooks gives you some information and you get some prompts that you can write through to help you um, um work through your marketing and your content strategy with your business. And at the very end of it, I give you some ideas to do some creative exercises and some art supplies that you can buy or if you've got them already in your home. Um, Even though I give you steps for the creative exercises, I also give you the opportunity that you can do whatever you want with it. My goal is to find a way for you to spend some time in that right brain creative space and to think about those prompts and to think about that strategy that I had you work on that month. And maybe you're struggling with something or you've got a, you've got that idea there right there on the end. So I'm, I'm helping you along with giving you the creative exercise just to give you that extra push so that you have that, beep, that insight. Yeah. I don't remember the, the sound was that I used earlier, but the insight moment that you can have. And so it's a 12 month program, but you can do three months, six months or 12 months. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it sounds absolutely fantastic because, you know, like we say, there's a lot of us as adults. That that side of us, that that side of us, just has gone dormant. I suppose not dead. It's but it is dormant, isn't it? Very often, there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, Penny. Well, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for coming along, and and I hope to see you again soon.
1: Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, everybody.
0: See, I told you, Penny's amazing, and I just love how she suggests finding creativity in the little day-to-day things. So we explored a lot today. We explored the benefits of creativity in business. We looked at what to do if you think you're not creative. We looked at how to use creativity in your marketing. And we also looked at how to find your own voice. I've certainly learned a few ideas and I hope that you have too. And if you want to learn a little bit more about Penny's subscription box service, check out createyourbiz.net and you'll find her book, I Just Did a Thing, on amazon and i'll put those details in the show notes below And also why don't you go and find her on linkedin and connect as well just remember the way penny is spelt so it's spelt p-e-n-n-e-y and whilst you're there connect with me too for me it's jane without a y so jane travis so yeah come and say hi say hi to penny we all love to connect with each other don't we so that's it for this week remember to click subscribe so you never miss an episode and have an absolutely fantastic week and I look forward to speaking to you again soon take care bye-bye thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there I'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye